Welcome to a Calvary Montclair Sermon Podcast. It is our desire that you will learn of Jesus, grow in Jesus, and share Jesus with other people. Service times are on Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. and on Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. For addresses and directions, please visit our website, www.cmontclair.com. We pray that you are blessed by the teaching of God's Word by Pastor Joe McTarsney. It is our desire to, to dedicate this facility, uh, which is our sanctuary, in prayer, that everything that is said and everything that is done here would bring glory and honor to Jesus Christ. Everything. It is also our prayer that each person that comes in here, that they would learn of Jesus that each person that come in here and they would sit here um, uh, in the pews, that they would grow in the grace and knowledge of him and that they will share him wherever they go and then they would leave their burdens behind. And it's just so important to, to know that. And when we come to God's sanctuary, this altar, if you will, that you will come and just to let it out. Leave your burdens behind and be set free because he who the Son has set free, they're free indeed. And so the Lord doesn't want us as, as His children, as we are His sons and we are His daughters, He doesn't want us to, to carry burdens, but to cast them over to Him because He does care for us. And so that's our prayer, that people will come here and just learn, that they will, they will grow in knowledge because there's a scripture in the Old Testament, and it's actually a very tragic scripture. And you're like, there's a tragic scripture in the Bible? There is. Let me tell, I, tell you what it is. It's, it's uh, from, from the Lord said, uh, my people perish for lack of knowledge. And so the Lord wants us just to love him with knowledge, with our mind. And, and how do we love the Lord with our mind? By studying the scriptures. Because the, the more we learn about Jesus, we just can't help but just love him and appreciate him. So that's our prayer. That people will come here to, to our sanctuary and, and grow in the Lord and, and leave their burdens high. Further, it is our prayer, too, that when people come here, that they would know, that they would know beyond a shadow of a doubt that they are welcome. Not only that they are welcome, but they would also know that they are loved, that they are loved and that they will be taught well. And that's our objective. Our objective is that they would come here and, and be taught well and be loved well. And I know our congregation, you, you all are, are very loving people. I've heard that over and over again from people that this is a kind fellowship. This is a fellowship that's filled with grace and, and mercy and gentleness and, and love. And, and, and really, that, that, that is to be um, admired. And, and, uh, and, and, and we thank the Lord for that because those are the characteristics of Christ. Those are the, 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 the fruit of the Spirit. And that's what we definitely want to be known for. So the reason why we have a dedication service, it's in Scripture when... When God ever gives his people a new place to, to enter in, they first would dedicate themselves to the Lord. And so that's what we want to do. This is our, our, our new place that, that we have marched over uh, literally like one block. Or for us, we didn't technically march. We drove <laughs> over. And so we, we came over here. And, and so we desire to, to dedicate ourselves. And not only to dedicate ourselves, but to dedicate this public, public place as it's been transformed into a sacred sanctuary where God's people will be meeting with, with our living Lord. And the Lord wants to meet with us. 
This is our tabernacle. This is our meeting place. And, and you know those stories of the Old Testament where, where the people of God would, would come together and they would, would have a tabernacle and they would go into what is called the holies of holies and, 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 and meet with the Lord. And, and even to this day, um, some of you, you're going to have an opportunity to travel uh, with us to, to Israel. We're going to be going in, um, in two years. And you're going to see there at the Western Wailing Wall and there where, where people come from all over the world, literally, they all come from all over the world and they go there because um, they, they believe and they think that's the place, that's the place where the Lord is. So what they do is they, they write their, their prayers and they put their prayers um, in there in the little cracks of, of that wall. And I guess that's okay to do. But, but you know what, what the Bible teaches in the New Testament is that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. The Lord is with us. And in where God's people are, the, that's where the Lord's at. Where two or three are gathered, the Lord's in the midst. And, and, and when we worship the Lord because he, have, he, he inhabits the praise of his people, so when we worship him, he's there. And so we don't necessarily have to travel Jerusalem, though I do encourage you. It's, it's super cool because you get to visit the places where, where your Savior, where your Lord lived and, and walked his life, and you're going to see where, where they crucified him, and you're going to actually go to the very tomb where Bible scholars believe that he rose fr- from the grave. Um, and and definitely will solidify your faith even deeper. And, and so, but we don't necessarily need to go to, to Israel um, to, to like kind of meet with God. We meet with God here in our sanctuary because the Lord is, is with us. And so we, we want to dedicate this facility for the Lord's use. And, and I just think it, it's, it's, it's pretty awesome that a public place in California, a, a school on a Sunday morning would be transformed into a place where God, God's people meet together, burdens are, are lifted, people meet the Lord, worship is going on here, and the devil doesn't like it at all, but we're going to continue to praise God, we're going to continue to worship God. The Word of God is open right now, yes, indeed, at a public school, um, and, and we're going to study and learn more about the Lord. I know that the staff here, they are so excited that, that we are here. If you ever would walk into the front office, if you were here uh, hypothetically during the week, um, and I've had a, a few meetings in here. The the couple secretaries are believers. They have uh, the scriptures on the wall um, in there, and um, and there's a cross in there that uh, the principal allows the secretaries to, to have that in their space. And so um, and so when they heard that Calvary Montclair uh, was going to be moving in here, they were excited. They were like, yes. And so as soon as I walked in, they said, you're from the Calvary Montclair, and we heard that you're coming. The school district sent us an email to prepare us, and we've been praying that God will move here. Mm-hmm. And, and so this is an answer to prayer, and the Lord has this all worked out. When the Lord birthed his church two and a half years ago, we didn't have an idea that we're going to be here, but the Lord, Lord did. And so during this, this process of the last week, um, the last couple of weeks when I found out we we're going to be being here, I just trusted the Lord because as we're going to see in a little bit and, and get into this, this is the Lord's church. He has it all planned out. And because he has it all planned out, we don't need to stress, but we could rest. And, 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 and that's the beauty of having a relationship with Christ. He works it out. If, if things don't happen, um, that's okay. And I didn't know if we we're going to have CG this morning. That's okay. It's okay. It's, it's okay. Though we want to put our best foot forward. We want you to be blessed. We want you to follow along. We want you to, but, but the main thing is being in God's word and, and, and worshiping Jesus. Even if we had to do a, a straight acoustic guitar, that's okay. It's okay. 
though it's nice having all these things so too. And I, I got to tell you, the stage came out really nice, the, the, the drapes and, and everything. And, and because we want to do things with excellence, but if um, that doesn't happen, that's okay too. We flow. Pastor Chuck um, once said, and I never forgot this, Pastor Chuck said this. He said, blessed are the flexible, for they will not be broken. And so, so it's important. It's important. And I just thank the Lord that the team that he has brought us together, that we, we pull this off and, and, and look, look what the Lord is doing. And so, so this is our sacred sanctuary. This is where we're going to be meeting with God's people. And, and those that live in the, across the street in those areas, we're going to pray them here in here, right? And we want them to, to know the Lord and we want people to, to know about Jesus. And to my knowledge, we're the only Bible teaching English ch- church in this area that teaches verse by verse. And you may say, why is that important? Well, when you study the Bible verse by verse, you learn more about the Lord. You learn about Him and His way. So it's very important. And I praise God for the, the other churches and they're running in their lanes. But, but our lane that the Lord has called us to, to run in is to make sure that, that people come here and are taught well and that they're, they're taught books of the Bible so they can know more about God. So what we're going to be doing this morning is we're going to be looking at the, the book of Joshua. We're going to look at chapter 5. Chapter 5, verse 10. The book of Joshua, chapter 5, verse 10. And there's a verse there that, that I want to look at. And then um, then um, after this, uh, this, this study and when we get back into our flow, we'll, we'll go back to our verse-by-verse study um, out of the book of 1 Corinthians. So please join me in prayer and let's study. So, Father, we thank you for the, for the door that you have opened for us. Um, and it's in your will that you want us here, Lord. And so, Lord, this is a very first day of, of meeting here at Moreno. And really, it's not Moreno School. This is a, your sacred sanctuary, Lord. So have your way. Uh, these are your people that, that you love, Jesus, that you died upon the cross for. These are your words that we're going to be studying right now, Lord. And and I, I just ask you, Father, that you would use your words by the power of your Holy Spirit and and, and cause your words to fall upon our hearts, Lord, so so we could groan you like a seed would be, be planted on soil. Lord, your word is a seed, Lord, planted on the soil of our hearts, Lord, so we could bear fruit, good fruit, for your honor and for your glory. So we'd be a blessing, Lord, first and foremost to you, Lord. And that will be a blessing to everybody. And that's what it's all about when it's all said and done. If we have our celebration life service, that's what we want said. We want to say that this person was a blessing. And, and we were a blessing because we first blessed God and then we blessed others. So, Lord, that is our desire. Our desire, Lord, as this place is yours, this place is dedicated to you, to you, Lord Jesus, that the word of God will be proclaimed, Lord, clearly, that the word of God will be proclaimed in, in an unashamed way, Father, and that we would stand on truth, Lord, as our foundation, Father. And we just thank you, Lord, for your word. So would you speak to us, Lord? And we pray this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Verse 10 of Joshua chapter 5. Verse 10. Now the children of Israel camped in Gilgal and kept the Passover on the 14th day of the month of twilight on the plains of Jericho. Now, the question that we have to ask ourselves this morning is, is why on, would the children of Israel even be there? Why would the children of Israel be in this era called Gilgal? Well, 
we know the answer to that is that God had promised a land filled with milk and honey well over 500 years earlier, according to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 3. So in that portion of scripture, you see what took place is that God's people, they, they were in bondage under Pharaoh, and, and God sees when his people are in bondage. And so God raised up a Moses, and, and God told Moses, and, and God told them that, that he's going to provide for them. He's going to care for them as, as they moved out from Pharaoh's area where, where they're being hurt, where they're being harmed. God says, I'm going to provide a, a, a blessing of a place, and this place is going to be filled with, with, with milk and honey. And so it's a promised land, and you're going to be going there. And I want to read that scripture to you in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 3. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 3 reads, Hear, Israel, and be careful to obey, so that it may go well with you, and that you may increase greatly in a land flowing with milk and honey, just as the Lord, the God of your ancestors, promised you. So now they held on to the promise of God. They listened to the, the promise of God. And, and when they took in the promise of God, I want to inform you that it was a time of uncertainty. It was a time of insecure, uh, being insecure. They, they didn't know. They just knew what was going on today. They just knew that they were being hurt and abused and taken advantage of and, and, um, and disrespected. And that's all they knew. And they didn't know what they were going to go to, but they had a promise from God. And there's just so many times in, in our lives when we're maybe hurt, when maybe we're abused, maybe we don't have a, a sense of, the, of the, the future. We don't know what's going to take place in, in five years or in 10 years and sometimes in, in our employment and sometimes in our life, um, people tell us, you got to have a five-year plan. You got to have a 10-year plan. We're like, I, really? I don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. <laughs> and and But but you know, when, when you hold on to the promises of God, when God speaks to your heart, when you are, are being still before the Lord and you have the Bible broken up and or you're on your iPhone, you're reading the, Lord, the Lord's words and the Holy Spirit uses the Lord's words and teaches you, hold on to that scripture. Because the Bible's words, the, it's likened to an anchor. An anchor that if you were in a boat and, and there's a storm going on and the boat's just going back and forth and you're on it, you're like, you feel like you're going to fly out and you're going to drown. And you're like, I don't know what's going on. This is just nuts. It's just crazy. Oh, just hold on to the promises of God's word so it could be anchored to you, so you could be safe, you could feel secure, and you could be strong in the Lord and not in yourself. And then so that's where the, the, the children of Israel, they marched out of, of, of bondage and they're marching into a promised land that God had promised. And so they're holding on to, to the Lord's words. And, and it's so important. It's so important to always hold on to the Lord's words because the Lord's words are true. They, they will be here forever and ever. And the, according to the book of Mark, Mark chapter 13, verse 31, Mark chapter 13, verse 31 says, heaven and earth will pass away. But notice, my words will by no means pass away. Man's opinions will always pass away. People will come into office. People will leave office. The only stable um, element or aspect in life is the Lord. The person that's stable is the Lord and his words. That is true. And you could bang and you could hold on to the word of God. And so from the word of God, that's where we drive our, our, um, our perspectives. That's where we, we, we have our convictions. And I, and I mentioned this um, uh, last week to you, um, you know, in, the, in the 
controversial area, which for us is not a controversial area whatsoever about, um, about human life. And when, when I had a meeting in, in, in the senator's office, um, uh, Diane Feinstein's office um, in, in, in DC um, two weeks ago, and when I walked in there, um, at first the, the night before, I, I knew this met, meeting was scheduled, and, and um, I was in prayer like, Lord, I, I have a few minutes, and, I, and what do I say in a few minutes? How do I boil it down to um, cause uh, the representative of uh, Dianne Feinstein to, as he's going to convey the information that we, uh, what we spoke about in our meeting, over to her that he, she'll be brief on what we, what, what we talked about. And so I thought, what can I say? And you know, and I, so I was like, I don't know what what to say. I really don't know what to do. And 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 I know, according to your word, it, it, it is 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 you or life. You spoke life into existence. I know that God, but how do I say that to to them? And then um, and I share these words uh, to them. And I and I mentioned it last week. And I said, you know, I just mentioned that I, I am pro life. I I I come from. Um, from California, and and um, and and I speak on behalf of our congregation to voters. Hello, and um, and they're pro-life as well. And we gain our perspective on being pro-life from the sacred scriptures. And these sacred scriptures, because they're always about um, fact-finding. Um, and I said these are based on on truths, and these truths can be fact-found. Um, right down the street, literally right down the street from there, there is a, a museum of the Bible, and it just lays out everything about the truth of the scriptures. And so, so for us, we hold on to the truth of the scriptures because everything else is going to pass away. People in the, in the offices are going to pass away, and we pray for our elected official. We, we pray for, for Trump and his administration, and we lift him up before the Lord even right now. We, we pray for the elected officials in, in, in California and, and in this community. And, um, and those that are not walking um, with the Lord, we pray for their salvation. We pray that they would have conviction. We pray that they would surround themselves with men of faith that, that, that love Jesus and they have fruit that demonstrate that they love Jesus. And, and we're called to do that according to Scripture, to, to pray for them and, um, and and obviously, we want some sometimes in different position, we want different people in there. And uh, though we're, we're called to pray for them, that they'll get right with the Lord and they'll make decisions based on Scripture. But the Scriptures, the Scriptures are true, and that's what we hold on to as an anchor. And we know that they they will never pass away. So while Joshua, while Joshua and the children of Israel, they're, they're there, they're camping out in this a place called Gilgal, and they they just passed over the the Jordan River. And as they passed over the Jordan River, the Lord wanted Joshua and the future generation to always remember His promises and His faithfulness. So so He wanted them to remember because the the, the fact of the matter is, oftentimes we just forget and we. We get it, and even we, we, we get it, uh, God's promises and even promises that, that, that we make. And, and so there's a reason why when we have um, marriages, and I officiated um, many, many, many um, weddings. Um, and so um, for the most part, there, there's rings involved in, in, in a marriage. If I could take this off, I haven't taken this off in, in a while. Um, and so, you know, so we, 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 have a, we have a wedding rings. And so, so they make their vow, right? And really, it's a promise. And so as they make their, their, their promise, and then um, I say, as a, as a pastor, I say, you know, do you seal um, those promises with the giving and the receiving of the ring? And they're all like, yeah. 
they were like, come on, hurry up. We want to be married and get, we want to do the kiss part and, and, and go, go on and, and celebrate. But, but I always say, you know what? When you look at the ring, may you remember the promises that, 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 you, that you made to, to each other. And to remember promises, it's important because sometimes we just forget or we ignore those promises. And, and I just pray if you are, are, are um, married or if you're going to be getting married, remember the promises that you made and, and know that the Holy, I always say this too, that the Holy Spirit helps you to carry out those promises because with him we can do all things. And so, so God, God always sets up things that, that we could um, put in place so we can remember the, the promises. And so he did that for the children of Israel. He did that for, 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 um, for Joshua. So notice with me in chapter 4 now, chapter 4, verse 5. Chapter 4, verse 5. Um, so it should be like um, just over one page over to your left. Chapter 4, verse 5, there's something interesting that I want you to see in Scripture, something interesting I want you to, to, to observe. In chapter 4, verses 5 through 7, notice these, these words. And Joshua said to them, cross over before the... Ark of the Lord your God into the midst of the Jordan, and each one of you take up a stone on his shoulder according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel, that this may be a sign amongst you. When your children ask in time to come, saying, What do these stones mean to you? Then you shall answer them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. When it crossed over the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. And these stones shall be for a memorial to the children of Israel forever. Notice that these stones shall be there as remembrance for the children of the Lord forever. So God was telling Joshua, Joshua, as you crossed over the Jordan River, as you left the, 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 the bondage of Pharaoh, you crossed over, there, there was a river there, and, and the Lord, he just parted the, the rivers, and you're able to march over. And as you got to the other side, as you got to the other side, see, there, there's these rocks, there's these stones. I want you to gather these stones, and I want you to, to stack them right outside of, of the water where you pass over. And these are stones of remembrance. And now when your children and, and, the, and maybe the grandchildren, they're running around, and you you know how the kids do that. They're kind of running around and, and having a good time. And they just say, hey, look at all these stones. I wonder what these stones these stones mean. So, so they, they go home and maybe they're having dinner together. And as they're, they're hanging out together and then they say, dad, dad, or, um, 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 I, we were playing and we saw these stones. What does, what does that mean? What are the stones? Because I wanted to like get them and, and, and we wanted to play with them and, and throw them at each other. And so what are these stones here for? And then you sit down and you tell them the story. Oh, let me tell you. Let me tell you, once upon a time, Grandpa, Grandpa was um, taken advantage of, and uh, he was being yelled at and, and tortured, and, and he started to cry out to God Almighty, and God heard his prayer, and God raised up a man named Moses, and Moses went to Pharaoh and, and, and gave them God's message, and the message was, was let my people go. And eventually, God brought your grandpa over that sea. You know, you, see, you were playing there. You saw the song. You saw that Jordan River. You were able to cross it over. The, the Lord caused the water to depart, and they walked over. And then, you know, little kids, you tell them the stories. They're like, their eyes are all bigger. Like, really? Wow. And we're like, tell me more. What else happened? And so they crossed over. And that stone 
is to remind them and to remind you as you're a future generation that God is faithful. God will take care of you in the midst of storms. You're not going to drown in the water. People that are hurting you, abusing you verbally, physically, taking advantage of you, God hears and God will send someone to get you out of there to help you or to walk with you through it. He's a shepherd that walks with you through the valley. He doesn't leave you by yourself. You're, you're not alone. And these stones are there to strengthen us and to remind us that God is faithful and he will take care of us. He'll take care of us as he did in the past and he'll take care of us in the present and he'll take care of us as we're progressing forward in the future. Our God as he took care of the children of Israel, as God is the same yesterday, it's our same God today, people. And that's why it's so important to, to know these stories in the Old Testament. A lot of times we would love reading the, the New Testament, the Old Testament stories. That same God is a God of I am. And he's a God of I am them, and he's a God of I am for you today. What storm are you facing? What deep waters are you in? Do you feel like you're going to drown? Are you overwhelmed? Oh, may you have a stone of remembrance. May, may you know as you are progressing forward that the Lord is going to take care of you. As you are moving forward, may you keep your eyes fixed and focused on Jesus. I, I really believe, according to scripture right here, we have to have a stone of remembrance. For me, some of my stones of remembrance are when I grew up in Almani. My mom still lives in, in, in Almani. And as she's still there, and, um, and when I go to Almani, I'm reminded. I'm reminded how life used to be. I'm reminded how I was growing up without a dad. I'm reminded graduating from a high school there. I'm reminded running as a kid to the park and just messing around and going there, especially during the summer, every single day. I'm reminded of the, the lunch programs that you, they used to give us to feed us. I'm reminded of all th those um, ways of life that I, that I lived. And then I think about how I live today. And on for one, I don't take it for granted. When I go the, this weekend, and some of you are going to be able to go with us to, to our church retreat, I'm reminded of um, the family camp, Twin Peaks. I knew that God wanted me to be in ministry because a few people helped me when I was a teenager and pointed me in the right direction towards Christ because he is direction um, in life. And, and, and I knew that I needed to know the word of God. I had a lot of zeal. I, was, I used to shout on the street corners, I was once lost and now I'm saved and you need to get saved too. And, and remember, people would talk with me like, okay, tell us about the Bible. I'm like, um, I really don't know that part, but I, know, but I was once blind, but I see. And you need Jesus too. You don't want to burn. And, and so I, I remember talking to a minister and he said, you know, you know what would be really good for you, Joe? Go to Bible college, get grounded. Like, okay, I guess that sounds good. I'll do that. And so ended up going to Bible college, which um, now it's in Marietta, right? But it used to be in Twin Peaks. So I remember driving there by myself, driving there and, and there and got accepted to school and, 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 and living there. And then, um, and then they had this, um, they call it like service hours. For, for, at first I didn't like them. I'm like, I don't do service hours. 
I don't get paid for this. You know, this is not, you know, I was, what was I, 19 years old, 20 years old, and at that time, like, I don't want to do this. And so they said, well, what kind of background do you have? You, you can put that, that's going to be your, your service hours. I'm like, well, I did a little security work um, at the mall, but I did that because it was kind of fun. <laughs> I wanted to wear a uniform, and I wanted to walk around and, and think I was cool, and, um, but it really wasn't. And, and so, okay, oh, guess what? We have a security position there, uh, and that's going to be your, your hours. Like, all right, cool. Uh, so what's the hours? Oh, uh, security hours, it's from um, uh, 5 p.m. to 2 in the morning. Two in the morning. So while everyone else is sleeping, I'm like walking around. And mind you, you know, when I started um, in my semester, it was September. It, it began at uh, September to like January. And I remember working, or serving rather, um, serving Jesus, um, <laughs> serving others, right? And so I remember, and it was uh, in November, um, and uh, it started to snow. I was like, it's snowing. I don't think I've ever seen snow before. Whoa, orale, this is cool, man. <laughs> it's like, boy, this is cold. And then there is this thing called black ice. And so our supervisor said, uh, you know, there, in Twin Peaks, if you've been there, there's like stairways where you, from where you park your cars, that you gotta walk up stairways. And so they said, there's, this, there's a bag of salt. Go in the shed and get the bag of salt. Like, okay, what are we doing with it? Well, you gotta throw it on, on the, the black ice and on the snow so it melts and like, oh, I don't do that, <laughs> but you gotta do it. So I started getting that, I started to do that and my hands got super cold and like, man, they started to crack and, and it started to hurt and like, why am I doing that? I remember doing that at, at midnight and one in the morning I'm like, this is not right. And all my friends and, and my, my uh, roommates and that I were in the room with us, they were sleeping away. And, you know, they, they, all, they always snore too. So we walked in, I just hear them snoring and, and, um, and, and I'm out there in the cold. But you know what? I was meeting with God too. Lord, would you break up my hard heart, Lord? Would you soften me, Lord Jesus? Would you give me a hope? Would you give me a future? And that's when the very first times that the, the, the words of Jeremiah 29 11 came to my heart and it rested upon my heart that I have a future, I have a hope. I didn't know that was going to be here today, but the Lord did. They're saying, Joe, you got a hard heart. You're mad. You're angry. I need that to be softened. I want to give you a shepherd's heart, a kind, a loving heart. Some of you think, oh, Joe's real, real kind. If I show you a picture back, back in the day, you'd be like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> but you know what? The Lord's been faithful. Why do I tell you that story? Because Twin Peaks is a stone of remembrance for me. I remember. I remember like it was yesterday, and I will never forget it. That's why I told you that story. What's your stone of remembrance? Maybe it's where you grew up at. Maybe, maybe it's maybe when you go to a mortuary and, and you have a loved one there and you, and you go there and you just think, Lord, you've been, you've been faithful. My heart's broken that they're, they're not here with us anymore. But Lord, you've been faithful to me every step of the way. You are a father to the fatherless. You are a husband to the widow. You are one that has provided for me. Our daily bread has come from you. My children have always had food. My children have always had clothing. We've been cared for. And Lord, I, I praise you, Lord, and I thank you. And I believe that the Lord wants us to be thankful people, grateful people. And not only during November, during um, the holidays, <laughs> but every single day. And so 
these stones of remembrance, they were, they were there. And I just believe that, that the Lord wants us to have a stone of remembrance, especially during difficult times, during difficult times. And, and know that the Lord has promised a, a promised land to us. He's promised a promised land to us. Absolutely. Your promised land is in heaven. And you're going to get there. You're going to go there. And in times, it's going to be tough. Times it's going to be insecuring. Times it's going to be hard. All you do have to do is ask the children of Israel. They get it. They know. But they went through it. And eventually they did enter into the promised land. And so may you hold on to the promises of the Lord. May you go back to the area of Gilgal. Where's your Gilgal at? Where's your place where you met Jesus where you fell in love with the Lord, where he saved you, he changed you. And get back there. Get back to the point of of your first love with Jesus Christ. That's what it says in the book of Revelation, chapter 2, verse 4, to return to, to to the love of the Lord. Love him. And do we love the Lord like we did when we first got saved, when we first got right, when we first made peace with Jesus. Do we love the Lord more than we did then? If not, let me suggest something for you. You're not progressing forward. You're taking a step back. May you love the Lord more. Get back into the devotions. Not that you have to, that you get to. Learn of the Lord's love for you. Worship Him. Talk to Him in in prayer. And the Lord will will get, get you through because He is faithful. The city of Montclair is a stone of remembrance for us, for, for our congregation. Is. This city of Montclair is a, a, a stone of remembrance for us. It is because the Lord is the one that planted his church for us. The Lord gave his word and he gave us the promises. We'll put a slide up about the vision what the Lord gave us, that the Lord will raise up a, a church here and the Lord will cause people to come here so they can learn about him. They learn about Jesus As I said earlier, if they don't have the knowledge of Jesus, how can they love Jesus? How can they know someone? It's just like when somebody, you know, some of you guys are dating or married or what have you, you you got to know them. And as you got to know them, you you got to love them. And and if the Bible is not being poured out, if if people are not going through scriptures, how are they going to have the knowledge? It just doesn't make sense. And so I know for us, the Lord's called Calvary Montclair to be a church, to be uh, known for for a place that you're going to come here, you're going to go through scriptures. And as you go through scriptures, you're going to grow. You're going to grow not only in knowledge, because knowledge puffs up, but you're going to grow in grace. And that's one thing that I see, and I really believe that that people need to know and need to be more of, and more of being gracious people. There are some people that they know the the Hebrew word of it. They know the Greek word. They can say grace means charis, but they're not gracious people at all. But they know the Greek and Hebrew word of it. God wants people to be gracious. God wants us to grow in grace. God wants us to grow in knowledge. And God wants us to, to share him with other people. Because how are they going to hear unless someone ascended? Yesterday was a blessing. Many of you guys, some people served at it. Um, we were there in, in the a community event. They have a, a country fair every single year. And um, a picture was sent to me. And it was a beautiful picture. It was Calvary Montclair, but no, that wasn't the name Calvary Montclair, but it was the dove. That, that canopy that we have out there was out there. And so to me, that's a lighthouse that people know that we are here in, in the community. And we are here in the community to be involved in. And the Lord has opened our doors to be involved in. And Reuben, he's been faithful in, in, in the, um, in, in, in giving Bible studies to the high school students. 
And then and, and some of you, you, you we, we've been here and, and we've been in the senior home packing groceries and, and to, um, to uh, get groceries to, to the seniors here. And, and, um, and we have been um, involved in so many ways, giving, giving invocations. And just recently, I, I want to report to you, I just have been ac accepted um, and to be a police chaplain here in the city of Montclair and just received my uniform. And, and now, yeah, thank the Lord for that. Now um, I go out with officers. I have been given a, um, a access kind of code thing that you just kind of swipe and you go in. And uh, I had a meeting the, the other day in the department and it was kind of crazy. So crazy in a sense where they said, now you just go through the back gate, just wipe it and you just enter in. So I just did that for the first time last Thursday, I think it was. And um, it felt kind of good. <laughs> kind of like, we're like, I can't believe I'm doing this. I feel like wrong and I'm doing something bad. <laughs> so I got that, swiped it and the, the back gate opened up. I'm like, oh, this is cool. So I parked my car in and then I go, go into the back and there's another, kind of tell you everything in the police department. That's not a bad thing. So just so you me to go, go in the back and walk around the lobby. And then I met with the person I was going to meeting at. And then so they said, to you, you could come here. And here's the briefing hours. If you want to go part of the briefing, and then you write out with an officer. And um, you could do your thing, chaplain. Like, I will. And so um, so I'm excited to, to be, uh, um, be available because... Um, there, there are crime that takes place, and, and I believe that the crime is, is, is originates with the devil because he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And there's evil. And how do we overcome evil? Through prayer. And so, so I'm praying, and I'm praying um, and for the police department. And, and, and by the way, our chief is a believer in the Lord. In fact, on his wall, he has the armor of God on. And so, um, so he's, he's super excited that... that we're in there. So, so we're making a difference. We're, we're involved. And, and so the Lord has raised up this church. And, and so he, he has a plan. And when the Lord raises things over, he that begin a good work, he shall complete it. So I'm excited what, what our future holds. I'm excited to be involved in the city government and the police department in, in that, that capacity. And I don't know where that's going to lead. I don't know what's going to happen. My prayer is to have Bible studies with the officers. My prayer is to pray with them. My prayer is, is to to officiate their, their weddings and, and when tragedies happen to be a counsel to them and, and just to, to be be there. And that's what we're all about. And then so we're, we're there to hold on to the promises of the Lord. And as we hold on to the promises of the Lord, we have our stones of remembrance and we're, we're almost done. Now, now the children of Israel, as they were camping out there in Gilgal, they did something now. So notice with me in verse 10. Notice where, where it says that they kept the Passover. It says that they kept the Passover. They kept the Passover. And keeping the Passover, it was, it was a reminder to them that, that God delivered them out of the bondage of, of Egypt and set them free. And, and that's who God is. As I mentioned before, if people want to know of who is God and what is God like, that's a common question people want to know. They can't, I can't have a relationship with God. Who is he? Well, you know, the, the, you know God by his attributes, and his attributes have been lived out in, in the second person of, of, the, of the Trinity, Jesus Christ. You want to know God, study Jesus. Study Jesus and learn of his attributes, and that's who God is. In, in, in God's nature or God's attributes, God is one that delivers. 
He's a deliverer. God is one that sets people free. God is one that, that loves people. And he delivers people when they're in bondage. He delivers them so they don't have a yoke of bondage upon them. And the average person has yoke of bondage, and it's sad. It's sad that you can see it on their heart. It's, da- it's sad when you hear the words that the things you're going through. Because you know the common phrase that we ask another human being is, how are you doing? And, and for the most part, a lot of people are going through some tough times. And, and so we know that, that we have a God that delivers. He delivers, and he sets them free. Because he delivered them from the Passover. God has set them free. Because you, you know the story of how the, the, the Passover, where the angel flew over the home when, when there was like a, a blood over the doorpost of the, of the home. And, and so that's what blood does. And, and, and so there was blood also shed on Calvary. It wasn't your blood. It wasn't my blood. But you know whose blood it was. It was the blood of Christ. And, and because of the blood of Jesus, we have been set free. So we are ones that we are in love with our Savior, Jesus, because he has set us free. And so we're not in bondage anymore. And we've been set free. And, and know that the, the Lord always fights our battles for us. He always fights our battles for us. And we will see. We're not going to get into it today. But if you would read Joshua chapter 6. In Joshua chapter 6, they, they entered in. Right before they're going to go into their promised land, they had, there was this obstacle. There's an obstacle called um, Jericho. And, and so God told um, Joshua and his people, what I want you to do, here's my strategy. What I want you to do is just walk around and you know, blow that trumpet and the, the whole walls will, will crumble down. And sometimes when we hear God's words or God's plans or scripture, we think, Oh, this doesn't make logical sense. But guess what? God's ways are not our ways. And we trust his word because his words are true. His words have been true 10 years ago in our lives. His words is is true five years ago and his words are are true today. So we trust him. And so the Lord says, come to me in prayer, rest, worship me, seek my face. And, And that's the Lord's words to us. And because you know what? We know that that the battle belongs to the Lord. It wasn't Joshua's battle. It wasn't the children's, um, uh, Israel's battle. Uh, the, but the Lord has a way to fight our battles and, and to cause the walls of Jericho to tremble, to come down. What walls of Jericho are you facing? Is it your job? Do you have a wall of Jericho in your family? You're like, yes. <laughs> I live with him. You know, God has a way to soften them, to make those walls just to come down and to change um, that situation. And so the Lord wanted Joshua to, to trust him, and they did. They did. And it happened as the Lord said, of course, because the Lord's words are true. And so the battle belongs to the Lord. So let him fight for you, and he will win. Just hold on to the Lord. You're like, I'm like feeling I'm holding on to his feet. Good Lord, I'm holding on to you. I'm being a Jacob. I'm just wrestling with him. I'm just holding tight to you, and everything belongs to the Lord. Everything belongs to the Lord. And let's give the Lord his rightful place. That's what Joshua did. Joshua, throughout this book of, of Joshua, the, Joshua gave the Lord his rightful place, and that's how he succeeded. And we know in the very first book of Joshua, God said, Joshua, do not depart from my ways, not to the right nor to the, to the left. But what do you tell Joshua? Meditate on my word. Think about my word. And when you meditate and you think about my words, I will lead you and then you can lead others. That's how that works. Father's Day is right around the corner. Fathers, dads, the best thing we're going to do, and we're going to have a, a, a message on this in, in a couple weeks, be led by the Lord. Be led by the Lord. There's times where, where my kids were, were, were um, I don't know how any dads do this, but when they were sleeping, I would go in their rooms and pray over there and just see them. And I just think, 
man, Lord, I've been entrusted with this, with, with my daughter here, with my son here, Lord. I can't do this without you. They look to me, Lord, to be a strength. And Lord, honestly, I know myself. I'm weak. They look for me for direction. And, and Lord, I don't even know it. half the times where I am, I'm even going. Lord, would you be my strength? And oftentimes, just looking at the kids causes me to bow my knee, causes me to bow my heart, saying, Lord, would you be the strength in my life? Be the strength in my life, Lord, so I could lead them. And that's what God told Joshua, because Joshua was insecure. I mean, his mentor, the one that he learned from, Moses, was dead. What does he do? And, and they're all looking to him. They're like, okay, who's the next leader? And everyone's pointing at Joshua, and Joshua's like, And the Lord spoke to him, hold on to my word as a rock. Make it as a stone of remembrance. And so that's what we do. And everything belongs to the Lord. And as we know, we are moving to a conclusion. We know that everything belongs to the Lord. And in Calvary Montclair, this church, it belongs to Jesus. It belongs to him. And we will definitely, every single Sunday, every time, single time we meet together, I could give you this word that Jesus will, will have his rightful place here. That this pulpit will stay in the center. It's not going to move to the side. It's not going to move up on a platform. But this will stay in the center. And the word of God will be on top of it. Because this church belongs to Jesus. According to Acts chapter 20 verse 28. The Bible says that this church was purchased by his blood. This church and all the church is purchased by his blood. And man and pastors can never and should never ever think that they belong in the center. Only Jesus belongs in the center. And we know according to Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, we know that Jesus said that he will build his church and the gates of hell will never ever come in. So I don't worry about Calvary Montclair because it doesn't belong to me. It doesn't belong to, to those that the leaders and ushers. It doesn't belong to it belongs to Jesus. We're just called to be good stewards over it. And the Lord gives us our part as we're co-laborers with Christ. And so even when, when I got the word that we're going to be moving over, I was like, it's yours, Lord. So I don't know, how are you going to do those details? And he did. He works it all out because it belongs to him. And the Lord has birthed this place. And so we dedicate this new place to the Lord as we are here. And we know that God's going to continue to do a new thing here in Montclair and also in the surrounding areas because that's who God is. According to Isaiah chapter 43, verse 19, Isaiah 43 and 19, God says, behold, that means, hello, behold, I will do a new thing. And you know what? I have to submit this over to you. I believe it. Everything about me, I believe God will do a new thing. I believe God's Holy Spirit wants to move in this community. I believe it. I believe God wants to move in Rancho and Upland and Chino, Chino Hills and, and Pomona. I believe God wants to do it. Why? Because there's hurting people. And Jesus is the way, so we have to have a place where people could come and be loved. That no one's being mean to them or taking advantage of them. But people will be shepherded and, and cared for. And we pray when people come here that they may say what David said in the book of Psalms, the Psalms 122, verse 1. Psalms 122, verse 1. I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. And may people be glad because they'll be getting fed the word of God. They'll be encouraged in the, in the things of the Lord and loved. And until this end, we cannot let up. 
We can't let up until Jesus comes back for us. We've been at it for two and a half years. And Lord willing, we're going to keep, continue to be at it for the honor and for the glory to the Lord. So today, today we, 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 we devote our, our, ourselves and we, we dedicate to, to God's mission to further his kingdom until he returns for us. And let's do this together. Let's do this together, people. Let's do this together. Let's, let's dedicate ourselves and, and dedicate this place to the Lord. And, and let's let our light so shine so people could see our good works and bring God glory forever and ever. Amen.